This time on Geek Pod Blue. What a really bad, sad weekend. And did you know that your girlfriend or wife can actually drug you with her vagina? All this and more coming up. Warning, station is now code blue. Welcome to this edition of Geek Pod Blue. I'm your host, Hugh, and at least for the time being, I am still under complete control of my own mind, as far as I know. Now, we're going to talk about something a little different this week, going to debut a new segment. Uh, Isn't going to be an every week segment, but something whenever I find a story I feel meets this criteria, we're going to do something I like to call... It's science! That's right, we're going to do a science segment. Now... I need to kind of preface this story, um, you know, how I, I ran across this particular uh, nugget of uh, sciency goodness. Now, there is a um, grouping of websites, um, formerly under uh, what was called Gawker Media. You might have heard about Gawker in the news because Hulk Hogan sued them and kind of put them out of business. Uh, now, what happened was the regular Gawker site was actually shut down when uh, it was bought. The whole company was bought by somebody else. But they left the satellite sites up. Now, you may not know this. You might think of Gawker as just a place where they had uh, lots of celebrity gossip and stuff like that. But it was a lot more. Uh, as Gawker evolved, there were satellite sites that, that popped off that. And if you read the GeekPod newsfeed, you're running into a lot of stuff there. Uh, there was io9, which covers sci-fi and fantasy and comic books and all things geeky. There's Deadspin, which covers uh, sports. Jalopnik, which covers cars. Uh, Kotaku, which talks about video game news. And there was there's one called Jezebel, which is basically everything from a female perspective. Now, you may ask, you know, why I would be reading a female-oriented website. Uh, mostly because it gives me a much clearer version of the, the news without uh, the typical white male bullshit uh, being injected into it. Uh, as a for instance, uh, there are always articles about um, the, the new healthcare bill, how it's going to affect people. Now, you can go in your Google News feed and you can see, oh, it's going. there's going to be pre-existing conditions, but uh, Jezebel actually breaks that down and lets, you know, a woman know how this is going to affect them as far as, you know, their specific health needs, you know, reproductive health and things like that. I've just, I threw it in my news feed and I find it gives me um, a different view of the news, but I also find a lot of interesting stuff like this. Now, this past week, um, one of their, I'm not sure if it was a contributor or an editor, but uh, there was a girl that was leaving the site. And, of course, when people leave a blog site, they usually, you know, say a big goodbye, talk about things they've done there and stuff. And uh, while just reading through this, I wasn't familiar, um, I say personally, but not personally, but I don't recall knowing that she had written any articles I'd read. I'm sure that I had read some. Uh, but one came up called How to Brainwash Your Man by Pouring Juice in His Dickhole. Now, yeah, yeah. Now, this this uh, particular article actually wasn't published on uh, Jezebel, but they did reference it because it's one of the first things uh, that this particular person, Emma, did. And how, that that's clickbait right there. It's like, what? What is this about? So I clicked on the article, and wow, did I find something interesting. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying, uh, I have not been able to confirm or deny this. I've looked around the internet. Um, I can't find anything that disproves it. I can't find anything 
um, that does prove it. Uh, so maybe I'm wrong about this. If you guys do your own research and you find out, send us a letter at geekpodblue at gmail.com and let me know, uh, along with the source, because I would be more than happy to uh, retract the story or you know just learn more about this, because I found this fascinating. Now, apparently... It is possible for a woman to use that powerful, powerful orifice known as the vagina to completely brainwash a man. Now, women generally produce something called copulins. Uh, now, it is a pheromone, and it can just be, you know, in the air around them, you know, the scent. We all know what pheromones are. You know, they've marketed pheromone sprays and stuff for years, and none of that stuff actually works. Uh, copulin is one of those pheromones that has the ability to alter the brain chemistry of a man. Now, what's interesting is you can actually supercharge that rather than just have the man be, you know, smelling you all the time. Uh, there is a process by which you can actually inject the man with a massive dose of copulins. Now, this process, uh, for some people, it can happen the first time. Sometimes it's a regular thing, but I'm kind of going to go through the process. Now, this is a little bit not safe for work, though we are talking about science. So if there's any little kids who don't know about sex, you may not want to be listening to this uh, without headphones. Now... Apparently, when the man is in the woman, but not having sex, not thrusting, just sitting there, what happens is the vagina creates a different kind of liquid, something a bit thicker, um, and it's filled with these copulins. And what can happen is they are attracted to a sperm, so they will actually travel down the male urethra. Now, you're thinking about, wow, you know, putting juices down the, the guy's urethra, I mean, that, that must take forever takes about 15 minutes to put down uh, 150 cc's or half a cup of this this fluid into the urethra. The second that hits the gonads, it immediately goes to the brain. Now, what that does is it goes right into the hypothalamus and starts making some changes. Now, if you want to try this, I mean, I'm certainly not saying, hey, go out and brainwash your guy. I don't want to get any lawsuits or anything. Uh, but I think it's a, a fascinating process nonetheless. Now, what will happen is after about 15 minutes of this, the guy is pretty much focused only on the woman, uh, not really thinking their own thoughts or anything like that. And it's at this point, and it may take more than one session to truly get them to that plateau, uh, the woman can actually start to change behavior, make suggestions, even plant thoughts that will later resurface as the man's own thoughts. And if you are interested in learning how to do this devious deed, there are certainly uh, primers out there on the internet. But yeah, after about 15 minutes, the woman's basically doing all the thinking. And there's certain stages of this as a, a man is exposed to more copulence. Uh, you know, at first they're thinking about themselves, then they're thinking about what the woman, or you're thinking about what they would do, but with the woman's input. Then they start thinking in general throughout life, you know, they're having their own thoughts, but what would I do? What would she want me to do? It's basically a way to kind of train your man. Uh, another interesting part about this is once the brain becomes used to copulins, a few things happen because you know ejaculation releases copulins, uh, which can get to the male brain. Uh, I guess after after the brain becomes used to this, ejaculating no longer releases those. Uh, until there is a period of time where the brain is exposed to less copulence. Another thing is, once trained, if you are within three feet of an ovulating woman or group of them, okay? Now, this is outside of, you know, having sex. You're within a group of ovulating women. They're releasing pheromones. Uh, your polypeptides in your brain are being replaced at a rate of 5% a minute with their copulins. Now, once they have 
with I say they like it's a group effort. Once about 80% of your polypeptides have been replaced, this is what they can do. Change, remove, or insert memories. Tell the male what he sees, hears, feels, smells, or tastes. Insert subconscious thoughts that will surface as his own ideas or behavior later. And plant trigger words or actions that can cause thoughts, actions, or sensations in the male at later dates, days, weeks, even months. Holy crap! That is ridiculously powerful. Now, it does require the male being inside the woman and not actually thrusting, so I'm sure that uh, this is something that's got to be very difficult to do without the man knowing. Uh, I told my wife, hey, we should try this, and she was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to brainwash you. I definitely have a good woman. Uh, but yeah, how crazy is that? Uh, I, I'm just dumbfounded at the amazing biology that we have, and, and I was thinking back to, you know, what would the purpose of this be? Well, I you know, think back to cavemen. Think evolution, because just about everything in the human species is evolved for a reason. Now, the woman wants to keep the man around because they have little cave babies and there's dinosaurs everywhere. Not really, but um, there's danger everywhere. And the caveman just go, wants to go off, knock another woman over the head with his club and drag her back to a different cave. Uh, by doing this process, or I should say biologically by this process developing, it could certainly tame the man, you know, br bring his libido down make him more pliable and make him more willing to stay around and take care of the family. I mean, I can certainly see where this particular um, evolutionary process would have come from and why it could have come about. I'm just curious to see, you know, what other people think. First of all, if someone can find more about this than I can, uh, I'm also curious to see what you think about that. It's not like we can do anything about it, but it kind of makes you wonder. No wonder the white guys in, you know, Congress are so scared of women. Um, that being said, though, I mean, I would totally do this with my wife. Why not? Give it a shot. See if she can make me start liking bananas or something. That's actually what we discussed. I said, you know, well, why don't you start off with trying to make me like bananas? Because I hate bananas. And if I start liking bananas, then we'll know that this is definitely the real deal. Uh, but I'm going to continue looking into this, uh, see if I can find out more about it. I also want to let you guys know that if you have any ideas for an It's Science segment, throw it my way. You know, let me know. We can certainly cover some other topics. The lead story on Geek Pop Blue has certainly evolved to be pretty much whatever I find interesting at the time, and I'm okay with that. Uh, if you guys aren't, I'm sorry, but it's my show, so uh, I'm certainly going to do that. Now, we got to move on to the news, but man, I really don't want to do this news segment. I really don't. Too many sad things happened this weekend, but... It's time for some sad news for your ears. It is a very sad, sad news segment this week. Over the weekend, we lost a couple greats in entertainment. And uh, certainly, it all happened on the same day. It all happened Sunday. I, I have to say, I was kind of in shock as uh, the deaths rolled in pretty much back-to-back. -back. Uh, first of all, Martin Landau passed away. Uh, he was known for Mission Impossible and Space 1999, and of course, numerous appearances in lots of different things, lots of different genre shows. Uh, he was just uh, an amazing actor. He was, you know, kind of from the old school, you know, one of those those actors that was a, 
I don't know. Most of the people these days, most young people, you know, probably aren't even sure who he is. And that's kind of sad, you know, because his, you know, star had, had risen as high as it would go. And, you know, there were other things like Clooney's and Pitts that replaced him. But Martin Landau was a, a pretty big deal back in the day. Uh, he passed away Sunday, uh, as well as, and I don't even want to say it because it makes it real, George Romero has passed away at age 77. I'm sure you guys have all seen it. They call him the godfather of the zombie, but I think that um, he has to be the father of the zombie. I, I think godfather of the zombie genre is just wrong. Because prior to him, zombies were something completely different. It's not like he took something and uh, made it better. A zombie was a living human that was under the drug-fueled or magic-fueled control of a voodoo priest. So this was completely different. And in Night of the Living Dead, they weren't even called zombies. He never used that phrase. That was something that people added to it and created. Now, you ask yourself, you know, how big of a deal is something like Night of the Living Dead? Uh, well, look at our pop culture today. Where would we be if George Romero hadn't made Night of the Living Dead? Keeping in mind, zombies did not exist as we know them now prior to this movie. And there's no guarantee that somebody else would have created them that way. People might have continued making voodoo zombie movies or something like that. Without Romero, we possibly would not have huge chunks of our pop culture. From, you know, comic books, you know, that have been made into TV series, like iZombie and, of course, the uh, juggernaut that is The Walking Dead, uh, which is a, not just in comics, not just on TV, but memes as well, which is, you know, the, the language of the internet these days. Uh, other things that we would not have, how would it have affected other horror movies, other horror movies that pulled zombie ideas? Uh, would Evil Dead have been quite the same or even made had Sam, Sam Raimi not been familiar with Night of the Living Dead? I mean, I don't know. I can't answer that. But you have to wonder, considering it was such a, a classic movie. And so was Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead. Um, the White Walkers in Game of Thrones, you know, w would they have existed without traditional traditional zombie, we call them traditional zombies now, would George R.R. R. Martin have come up with the idea for the White Walkers? Ha did we not have the Walking Dead uh, created as they were by George Romero? Um, I, uh, my favorite movie of his, as much as I love The Night of the Living Dead, and as much as, as that movie scarred me as, a, I don't know, a five-year-old, uh, I think my favorite one was always Land of the Dead. Um, not only because, I mean, Dennis Hopper in one of his last roles, and he was fantastic, but it, it felt like a natural extension to a world he'd been building since the 60s, and I, I, could, I could see our world looking like that. I just thought it was a great movie, and plus that was the first dead movie or of the dead movie that was released while I was, I guess, an adult or capable of experiencing the movie the way it was meant to be experienced. I mean, the other movies, I saw them all on VHS, and they all had the flavor of their their time frames, you know, night of the 60s, uh, dawn of the 70s, and day of the dead of the 80s, uh, which, you know, I couldn't see any of those in theaters, and I didn't really experience those decades as an adult. I was a child. Now, the 90s, I mean, that was my decade. That's when I went from being a kid to an adult. And, of course, Land of the Dead was my of the dead movie. And I absolutely loved it. I, part of me is... I don't want to say happy, but I'm almost glad that we're apparent, hopefully not going to get this Road of the Dead movie he was working on now just because it sounded like uh, something that would have just destroyed his legacy. And uh, zombie NASCAR drivers, I, I don't care how you spin it. I don't care what kind of 
um, social justice you are trying to uh, create. The zombies he created should not be capable of driving cars. And while we did see them getting a little smarter over time, that seems like a little too much. I mean, I know fully functioning adults who can't drive. I don't see how um, something with just a, a tiny percentage of its brain firing would be able to do that. Uh, it just seemed like a silly idea. And maybe it was a silly idea on purpose, um, but I, I feel like th- that would have been a horrible way to close the Of the Dead series. Um, I mean, not that Survival of the Dead is a, a crown jewel, but at least the... I mean, the, the zombies were riding horses, but yeah, okay. Maybe it's better that <laughs> he didn't make a few of these last movies. Apparently he passed away at home uh, with music playing. I forget what the, uh, the music was, but I guess that was by his request. And... He died of lung cancer. I, I'd say he had a pretty good run, though. I mean, if you've seen interviews of that man, he smoked like a chimney. He was always smoking. Chain smoker. And you got to figure at 77, he's probably been a chain smoker for over 50 years. Um, I mean, while lung cancer certainly is painful and an awful way to die, I'd say he had a pretty good run, 77. I don't smoke. I don't think I'm going to live to 77. Um, but, man, you know, it's it's sad. I, I, I saw the news. I was at a friend's house, actually, and... I was actually sad. I mean, I didn't cry, but, you know, this is this is one of those zombies for me are a big thing. Night of the Living Dead, like I've said, has, you know, scarred me when I was younger and kind of shaped my um, taste in genre to the point where, you know, you always gravitate towards what scares you. And so that's why I've always been so big on the zombie genre. And to have the man that pretty much created that gone, I mean, I'm sad that he's gone. I'm sad that he didn't get to go out on top. I'm sad that after all these years and the fact that the biggest show on TV wouldn't exist without him, he had to struggle to get a movie finance, which shouldn't be the case. I mean, people do Kickstarters and they get the stupidest movies going and Romero could not get funding for anything he wanted to do. And it was still unsure if he was going to even be able to make this, was it Road of the Dead, Drive of the Dead? I might be getting the name wrong. I was kind of blanking that out. Maybe that's the copulence in action. Uh, But it's sad, you know, I, I hope that he died knowing that he made an indelible mark on society and pop culture and entertainment and it's not something that's ever ever going to go away and now on to some news that isn't so sad now i'm going to cover a few things that happened this week uh most likely what's going to happen though is once i'm done recording and i release this episode a ton of stuff is going to happen uh because it's thursday morning and today is the first day of san diego comic-con so Uh, Unless there's some huge announcements and I have to come in and make some edits and throw some stuff in, we'll probably catch up on that next week. First up, Mark Ruffalo has sort of confirmed that there is not going to be a Hulk standalone movie. Um, Speaking to the press, he had made some comments, and we finally have a little bit of an insight into what is really going on with the rights uh, to Hulk. There's been a lot of uh, rumors, and people thought that this was the case, but I feel like this is the first confirmation we've had. It appears that Universal still holds the rights to Hulk films. They're the only ones that can make Incredible Hulk full films. Marvel has the rights to use the character in their films, uh, which is why we're seeing Hulk pop up, but they're not actually doing a standalone movie. 
Now I have to say, I, I'm not too upset by this uh, because I'm not sure that a Hulk standalone movie really fits in the MCU anyway. Now there may be some hardcore Hulk fans out there uh, who are going to get angry at me for saying this, but um, I don't want to say the Hulk is a one-dimensional character, but it, it is difficult because dramatically the story can't move forward with anything but action scenes while he's the Hulk, for the most part. I am making a generalization, and I'm sure some of you could think of specific instances where that isn't the case. But for the most part, it's a, he's a really difficult character to write for. Uh, I mean, how do you move a, a forward uh, or move a story forward dramatically when your main character can only go, oh, Hulk smash and break things? So, you know, half the movie, you know, he's, well, look at it this way. In order to move the story forward, he has to be Banner. But if there's too much Banner, people say, well, hey, we wanted to see a Hulk movie. If there's too much Hulk, they can't tell a good story. And I think we've seen just about everything we can potentially see with the Hulk in action sequences. So, uh, well, and we're going to see some new stuff in Thor Ragnarok, but you get what I'm saying. I, I don't feel like it would end up being the strongest outing in the MCU. So I'm not necessarily too upset about that. And it's nice when you take a powerful character like that and you use him in a limited way. Uh, it certainly makes uh, his appearances have far more impact than they might necessarily have if he had, you know, three standalone movies that were part of the MCU. Next up, uh, the Telltale uh, series of games. They have a series of video games that are based on uh, comic book properties, and they've made some announcements as far as uh, what they're going to be doing uh, for the next year. Uh, first of, out of the gate is uh, the final season of Telltale's The Walking Dead is going to uh, premiere. Now they say it's going to continue following the story of Clementine, who's the main, well, sort of the main character from the first one. Actually, I feel like she was a, um, a, a secondary character in the first one. The main character was really Lee, uh, but she became the main character with the second installment and has uh, continued on thus far. I guess that also tells me she survives parts two and three because I only finished part one just last week and only because I desperately wanted the space on my phone so I wanted to be able to delete the game. Uh, fantastic game though. I assume the rest of the series is just as good. If you have the opportunity, definitely pick it up. Keep in mind this is a cinematic experience so you're going to have to sit down and you're going to want to play for an hour you know, at a time. That's just how it is. It's a story. It sucks you in. Now, they did make some announcements for a few of their other properties. They're going to be uh, doing a season two of uh, their Batman series, which premiered last year. I believe it ran from August to December and uh, was noted for taking some liberties with the Batman story. They weren't tied to continuity, so they made some slight changes to make it interesting for people who knew Batman very well. Um, Everyone loved it. They're going to continue moving on. Apparently, they're going to be focusing on the Riddler this time, although the Joker may make uh, another appearance. Uh, finally, they've announced they're doing Season 2 of The Wolf Among Us. Now, you may not be familiar with this series. It is based on the Fables comic book, which is a, a fantastic, fantastic read. Um, definitely worth looking at. Uh, kind of imagines if what of all the stories from your Fables were actually real and kind of took place elsewhere and a lot of those those fables have come into the real world and you know, what what would Bo Peep look like or be like in today's world? Uh, what would the three little pigs be like? It's just a very interesting story and uh, I believe that the Wolf Among Us uh, focused on the wolf, uh, the character of the wolf and the three little pigs, who actually is a, a detective of sorts now. Uh, looks kind of like Wolverine. So that's definitely great news. Uh, if you enjoyed the first one, uh, I am certainly looking forward to checking this out. Uh, 
And Stan Lee has finally gotten a Hollywood Walk of Fame hand and footprint ceremony, uh, which is uh, certainly long overdue. Now, this uh, does not necessarily mean he gets a uh, star on the, the Walk of Fame. He just gets hand, uh, hand prints and footprints. Man, my brain's trying to make me mess that up. Uh, but still, I mean, anything. The man's a, a genius, and he's in his 90s, and he's still working working full-time. In fact, they just released a five-minute teaser uh, for the Defenders um, just minutes ago before I started recording with him riding around in a limo talking about New York City and it's it's less than perfect heroes. I mean, the man is still working like crazy and uh, I hope he's, he's doing well after the loss of his wife last week. It was certainly a sad moment. Um, finally, and of course, you knew I had to talk about this, uh, BBC have cast the 13th Doctor, and the Doctor is a woman um, by the name of Jodie Whittaker, uh, who has uh, done several things. She's been in some uh, a few movies, and uh, right, most recently she was in uh, Broadchurch, which was uh, created uh, by Chris Chibnall, who's also the man taking over Doctor Who at the end of this year from Stephen Moffat. So um, Chris has uh, is familiar with Jodie, and uh, they did a reveal video that came out after Wimbledon this past weekend, and the internet has blown up. People are hopping, hopping mad. Um, not everybody, but uh, it's insane. Now, I'm probably going to make some people angry, and probably nobody who would be angry would be listening to this because... I mean, my values would go, why would you listen to a podcast, uh, you know, about someone who, who believes that everybody should be equal and free if you're a crazy racist or um, sexist or whatever? So no one's probably listening. But so let me put this out there. People are saying it's wrong that the doctor can be a woman. Um, they're, they're ruining the show, you know. And I remember they ruined the show when they cast a young guy. They ruined the show when they cast a guy in a clown suit. They ruined the show when they cast an old guy, when they cast Capaldi. Every single time people say they're going to ruin the show, it's dead, I'm never watching again. God, I wish they really would. Because I'm tired of hearing their, their nonsense. Um, there's no reason the Doctor can't be a woman. In fact, it's ridiculously long overdue. Um, hey, I, I got one for you. Uh, maybe now that he's ended a first regeneration cycle from now on, the Doctor is always going to regenerate as a woman. That would really make people mad, right? Uh, I'm just hoping that, you know, this really does draw their fans in. I think it's great that um, young female fans can now be more than just the companion. You know, they, they now, it can be, this This Jody's probably going to be a lot of uh, young girls' doctor. Like, everybody has their doctor, the one that they identify the most with, or maybe it's the first one they saw, the one they love the most. Uh, I think that this is going to change things uh, quite a bit. Uh, I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to seeing um, this spin on things. I'm looking forward to a new showrunner just as much. I have no personal opinion on um, the actress Jodie Whittaker. I've not seen her in anything yet. Uh, I, I'm told from what I, I've read online that she's a fantastic actress and has a really unique take on this, and she was the only person that Chibnall ever considered for the role. Uh, he always knew he wanted a female doctor, and he knew that she was the one. So they got their first pick. If they're confident, I am going to kind of sit back and believe that um, this is probably a good thing. Now, interestingly enough, with everybody, all, all the men actually, men going online and saying it's awful, it's horrible, you're ruining Doctor Who, you know what's funny is... Both my wife and my daughters all say they think it's weird and they don't like it. They like the doctor being a guy. I think that's funny because they're the ones who should be going, oh, finally, the, you know, the doctor's a woman. Uh, so I, I, I'm not even trying to say that I think that means something or doesn't. Certainly everyone has their own opinion. But I thought it odd that the, the women in my life are upset about this, whereas I am not. So I don't know. Go figure. Um, 
maybe it, this is going to be the best thing for Doctor Who. Maybe not. You know, I'd love to hear what you guys think. Me personally, I'm excited for this. But hey, your mileage may vary. And that's the news, kids. It occurs to me that maybe I should just tag the mailbox sound onto the end of the uh, news close uh, music because I keep having to put this together every week and they always go back to back. Why don't I do that? But yes, that was the sound of the Geek Pop Blue mailbox. And uh, it looks like it might be a short one this week. I've only got two emails before we close out the show. So let's jump right in. This first one is from Nick, Webcam Nick. And uh, this was actually sent to me prior to the release of last week's episode, but I ended up actually recording early and I, I got his email after I already had everything put together. So, Nick, first of all, I want to apologize. Uh, that doesn't always happen, but, you know, I, I record the show during my breaks, uh, during the, the work week. And uh, sometimes, you know, I want to, I don't know, put my daughter to bed or do something or hang out with my wife. So if I have the opportunity, like today, I'm doing it earlier in the day uh, before I start work, just so I can get it out of the way. Um, so I apologize for that. Let's go right into Nick's questions. Um, I see the, the words Spider-Man Homecoming. Man, I hope he does not spoil this for me. First question, Spider-Man Homecoming was awesome. Have you, have you seen it? So what did you think? I think I understand that form of English. And uh, Nick, no, I have not seen it. Uh, since there was not a Cloud City premiere, I did not have the opportunity to go, as I've discussed at length before. Uh, it's easy for me to say to my wife, hey, hon, I have to go see this movie because it's part of Geekpod. It's, you know, it's kind of like work, air quotes there. Uh, when that doesn't happen, it's kind of tough for me to say, hey, let me go do something without you. And, of course, there's always the money aspect as well. Uh, if I was to go and take the family, that's a lot of money and a lot of popcorn. So uh, I may attempt to see it when it hits the Hollywood. Uh, I know we do have a few free movie tickets. Um, my wife and I have them. Uh, we were thinking about using tomorrow night because uh, tomorrow is our fifth wedding anniversary. But somehow I do not think she's going to want to go see Spider-Man Homecoming. But hey, you never know. Next, what did you think of the Black Panther set pictures that were released? Oh, Nick, I didn't look at them. I think I might have just posted the news item, but I didn't look at them. Wow, I'm sucking this week. You know, I don't always look at things like set pictures because sometimes they reveal something spoilery that I might not want to know. Uh, even though I guess we kind of trade in spoilers here, uh, I, I do try, to, if I'm excited about a movie, which I am excited about Black Panther, sometimes I will try to limit my exposure. I mean, you can't help but know who's cast and know who the bad guy is and things like that. Uh, but sometimes set pictures will really give stuff away. I, like, I'm really staying away from any Avengers Infinity War stuff as much as I possibly can. Are you excited for the Defenders series coming out on Netflix? You have no freaking idea how excited I am. Uh, Yes, I, I'm uh, over the moon. Cannot wait for this to happen. Uh, first of all, because they've done such an amazing job building those characters and building that world. And uh, I just, I, I'd love to dive back into it. I mean, whether it's the solo shows or a, a, a team show, I, I'm always ready to jump into the street-level uh, New York City Marvel Universe. Um, I also am hoping that seeing all these characters uh, together... I mean, I feel like we, we need a street-level Avengers. We, we need something that's a little dirtier. And I'm hoping that this does well so that it can be something that continues on. Uh, I think that having solo 
TV shows, solo outings is a good way to introduce people to characters, and bringing them together is a, a way to build a lot of buzz. And there are people that are going to watch Defenders but haven't watched Jessica Jones. Um, that might actually get them to go back and watch Jessica Jones. Just like there's people who watched Avengers who didn't necessarily watch all of the movies that came before it. You know, the, the Avengers was a big event movie. Um, the Defenders is a big event TV show, and I cannot wait until it happens. And uh, last question from Nick is, and I've spoken to a doctor. He gave me some cream for the itching on my junk. Oh, that wasn't a question. Well, thanks for sharing, Nick. We all needed to know that. Uh, next letter and final letter for this week is again from Mr. Michael Blah. Now, Michael Blah has been sending us uh, emails every single week. I'm certainly not sure I know who this person is, so I'm going to uh, just roll right into this. He says, okay, first things first, don't act like you don't know about the birthday bash. I have it on good authority that there's a big birthday party happening for Paul Friday night at Sharky's in Liverpool. If you're not going to answer our questions truthfully, why beg for them? And then it says rant over. Okay, Michael, well, uh, I guess I'll make this really simple for you. Uh, for somebody who is clearly a coward hiding behind a fake name, trying to get me to say things that might upset uh, friends of mine, I think that's a pretty bold question. Now, I did a little research uh, on Ancestry.com and looked up the Blah family history just to determine if this could possibly be a real name. Interestingly enough, there are only 93 historical documents uh, with the last name Blah on Ancestry. 41 of those are birth, marriage, and death certificates. Now, if you take, take that you know, at uh, face value, that means potentially there could be far less people with that actual last name because those 41... Uh, instances could actually be birth, marriage, and death certificates for the same person. There are 77 immigration records, and uh, that's it. That's all there is on Ancestry.com. So uh, before you come at me, bro, I would suggest you reveal who you really are. And yeah, I'm happy to answer questions, but don't be a dick, all right? Next question. One other thing. Thank you for having a webcam Nick-free episode. Much more enjoyable. See my last answer. Now answer my questions. This Al guy seems pretty awesome. Why isn't he on GeekPod? Uh, well, I assume you're referring to Al Sedano. That's because Al is not in our state. We would love to have him on, but um, he's not anywhere near us, so we can't actually just have him come in the studio and do that. Now, we've talked about uh, having him come on via Skype or things like that. I'm always uh, hesitant to do that kind of thing because that, being that I work for a company that does transcription, I hear a lot of podcasts and a lot of recorded phone calls, Skype calls, things like that, and the audio quality always sucks. Uh, it certainly wouldn't be fair to Al. I would like to look into if it's possible for us to record from both ends and merge them together so that we have good quality audio. We'll have to see what we can do for you, Michael. Next up, when are you guys appearing live again? Uh, the next... Uh, the next appearance I know of for sure is going to be at the Syracuse New York Comic Con, uh, which I believe is in October, September or October. Uh, it's the one at the SRC Arena, and uh, it was a huge, huge splash last year. Fantastic event. Uh, we're going to be doing some uh, panels, I believe, uh, some podcasting-specific stuff. So you can definitely come and meet us there, um, if you dare. Next up, Webcam Nick won't be with you, will he? Webcam Nick goes everywhere we go. Come on. That's just silly. That's like asking cherries not to be red. Well, I guess some cherries are black. 
I was going to say that's like asking rice not to be white, but I was worried it was racist or something. But then there's brown rice, too. That just doesn't work. Yes, webcam Nick will probably be there. Next up, if half the GeekPod hosts are no longer on the show, are you looking to fill spots? Maybe you should hold auditions at your next con appearance. That's a great idea. We could certainly see if we could get more people who could come in, hang out for a little while, need direction, need to be pulled back on track, and then eventually leave because Paul and I have that much free fucking time. Uh, next question, why don't you run ads or promos for other podcasts? I honestly don't know. That's a really good idea. We certainly could run some promos for Al's podcast. I think we need a larger um, podcast group ring circle, whatever you would call it. Uh, we're not really teamed up. We have some friends who do other podcasts, but we haven't officially teamed up with them. That's certainly something we could look into. That's a great idea. Who would win in a fight, Jack or Webcam Nick? Pretty sure it would be a sissy slap fight, but entertaining to watch nonetheless. You know, this is tough because uh, Webcam Nick is a, a big dude, and he looks like he could punch hard if he wanted to, uh, but Jack works out a lot. Uh, I, I know this for a fact, so I, I really don't know. He could actually be like a coiled spring. You know, he doesn't look like a whole lot, but he could be super powerful. Um, I, I honestly don't know. I'm going to say for now, I'm going to say Nick. Uh, would be my choice, but I think Jack might actually be able to uh, take him. Next up, what's your problem with running up a slide? It's more intensive and takes real skill. I did it all the time as a kid. Actually, I think I'll go to the park today and give it a shot for old time's sake. Michael, you just made my point. You're a slide dick. From now on, I'm going to say, don't be a slide dick. Next up, who in your opinion is the most attractive cast member of GeekPod? Uh, are we talking extended cast or core cast if it's just between me and paul i mean paul definitely he's the pretty one i'm the smart one uh if you're bringing everybody into it uh i don't know i mean I, laura's the only one that could really be considered pretty i guess because she's a girl um i don't know i mean none of us are really all that attractive uh we're all kind of weird i mean definitely i mean look at me look at andrew i, I guess you know it's got to be paul i mean he's the only one that looks halfway normal or would fit a traditional uh idea of attractiveness i guess next up when are you going to debut new merchandise as soon as you start buying the old shit why aren't you guys at san diego comic-con uh, well michael why aren't you at san diego comic-con I know that we're not there because we're a small local podcast and we're just not that big and we don't have the money to fly to, to California. Next up, I heard a rumor that one of you guys is so tight with a celebrity that you have their personal cell numbers. Tell us about that. Well, I can only think that that might be referring to me having um, J.G. Uh, Hertzler's uh cell phone number, uh, John Garman Hertzler. Uh, we've interviewed him several times. He was on you know, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and he's currently running uh, for office. Certainly check that out. Uh, just look, uh, look up J.G. Hertzler, and you're going to see it everywhere. He's actually running in character as both himself and Mark Twain. Uh, that's crazy and, and perfect for the guy, if you knew him. I wouldn't say that we're tight, though. I mean, I, we, he gave me his uh, cell phone number so I could uh, send him a picture that was taken while he was uh, during our interview. So I, I wouldn't say that we're tight, but he certainly is a great guy. Uh, as for Paul, I don't know. I know he has some inroads with a few people uh, on the booking sides of things. Uh, but he shares that stuff with me when I ask, but I don't generally say, hey, got any cool cell phone numbers this week? All right, and finally, there is one more question here. Who wins in a cosmic battle royal? Nova, Richard Ryder, Green Lantern, 
Hal Jordan, or Space Ghost? Well, considering that I know what Space Ghost is, but I do not know uh, his power set, I'm going to go with Hal Jordan. I, I mean, Nova is great, I'm sure, but uh, I mean, certainly, you know, uh, Hal Jordan has, you know, the power of the lanterns on his side. He has the uh, willpower. I, I can't imagine there's much that he can't overcome. Uh, and, of course, somebody named Dick Ryder. I mean, come on. Space Ghost would be him in a heartbeat. And that's going to cover the letters for this week. Uh, I want to thank everyone for writing in, especially uh, you, Sly Dick Michael Blah. And uh, before I go this week, I did want to just bring up two other things. Uh, over the weekend, I had the opportunity to watch uh, the movie Hobo with a Shotgun. I believe it uh, came out in 2012, uh, starring Rucker Howard. Now, this was a, a, a movie completely based on a fake movie trailer uh, from Grindhouse, much like Machete well, ended up uh, was a fake trailer on uh, Grindhouse and ended up being turned into a movie. Uh, Hobo with a Shotgun, same deal, uh, made with an eye towards 70s aesthetic. Um, not going to win any awards, but so much fun. If you have the opportunity to watch Hobo with a Shotgun, uh, it's on Netflix right now, I believe. Um, check it out. It, it's a great movie. Uh, the other thing is, uh, last Saturday, rather than record GeekPod, I actually got to go on a trip with my family to Ithaca, which I've not been there before. Went to the um, Ithaca market and uh, hung out there, saw some stuff. Uh, we did, did a the Commons, I think it is, some a big promenade-like place with shops. Uh, but I also had the chance to go to the Ithaca Beer Company, and uh, I'm very grateful to my wife for allowing me to do that because, you know, it's okay, like, hey, we're on a family uh, trip, and you want to go to a place that's about beer. And I, they don't always get it. What can you do? Uh, but I didn't get to go there long. But we did stop in, I, and we just went to the outdoor patio. Or not patio, it's an, an outdoor area. I mean, it's... Uh, adjacent to a field and there's lawn chair type things and they have that beanbag game there uh but we walked in I mean, first of all the place looks cool you go into the the restaurant area you go out back and then they've got seating they've got some pavilion type stuff they've got these uh tents that are held up with like poles like log poles almost like telephone poles and wrapping around those going up are they look like vines you get closer they're actually hops uh, which I thought was so cool. It was actually, uh, my daughter Lana pointed it out to me. She noticed it. But uh, I just went up to the uh, the little beer garden area, you know, ordered a couple of samples. I had two things I'd never had. Uh, one of them was just uh, an IPA, which was just really, really good, and uh, a sour beer, which I've never tried before. I sat down with the family at a picnic table, you know, got everybody else root beer and ginger ale, and it was just nice. Um, the food smelled great. You could see there they had an outside uh, beer garden menu plus an inside menu. I saw a few of the things as people walked by with them. Looks delicious. Would love to go back there for dinner. Uh, but yeah, it was just a great experience. If you're in the Ithaca area and you have the opportunity, um, please go check it out. Uh, it's definitely a cool place, and I am hoping that I get to go back again soon. And that is going to wrap up the show for this week. Make sure you tune in next week when I'm going to give you the sordid details of my fifth wedding anniversary celebration tomorrow night. Until then, tuck and roll, kids. GeekPod Blue is a GeekPod Network production. Executive producers Paul Showens and Hugh Allen. Concept created by Paul Showens and Hugh Allen. Intro is Opportunity by Jameis Breed. Closing is Bucket by James Breed. Both licensed for use by Dennis Johnston.
Want to help the show? Leave a five-star rating on iTunes. Geekpod can be reached at contribute at geekpod.com or send us a tweet at geekpod. That's G33KPOD. You can also find Geekpod on Facebook and Instagram. G33KPOD. That's G33KPOD. 